Thanksgiving, everybody, from the Lights Out podcast here, brother. That's right. We are celebrating Thanksgiving the only way the Lights Out podcast knows how to do by whipping up some human flesh, some getting some cranberry sauce, beer drinking, and, of course, killing people on Black Friday, brother, because we're talking all about 2023's Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's right, brother. We finally have another slasher holiday horror movie that actually came out this year. Just a couple weeks ago, actually. November 17th is when this movie came out, brother. And I'm super excited about talking about it because, you know, here on The Lights Out, we I don't know if we've done, like, a recent movie before. You know what I mean? Um, like we no, might- I don't think we've done a recent one. Yeah, I mean, we might have done, like, maybe some recent topics and stuff, but it's been a while since we've done, like, a recent movie, you know what I mean? Like, we'll do mm-hmm. some stuff, like, because, you know, this, the lights out, everybody, for all of our new listeners, we're like a, like a side piece, but we're like the cranberry dish, you know what I mean, to the Retro <laughs> Blood podcast, which is our main one, which is mostly stuck in the 80s, 
you know, the lights out over here, we kind of do whatever. You know what I mean? We come on here, we drink some beer, we talk about stuff that's not particularly in the 80s. They're all over. No, no rules. No rules, brother. We just go hardcore yeah, no out over here. Straight hardcore, straight hardcore match on this one. Yeah, and this one is like super fun to talk about because I for I know I knew Eli Roth was trying to make this Thanksgiving movie for a while, but I forgot until you, Allison, reminded me that this was actually a trailer within those Grindhouse movies that was released with um, Quentin Tarantino and uh, was it uh, Robert Rodriguez? Rodriguez? Yeah, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't. Oh, so you didn't remember that from no. Grindhouse? You've seen the You've seen the Grindhouse though. Right? Yeah. You seen the movie? Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Them, I saw them when they came out. Like I saw them in theaters and stuff. I just forgot yeah. about the fake trailers that came with them. That was the first Blu-ray I bought. I believe when I bought my Blu-ray player. Oh, nice. Um, it was it was the first or the second one. I can't remember if I bought one. The the night that I bought the player, or if I bought Grindhouse the night I bought. But I didn't have. I, I never owned a Blu-ray player until 2011, and I bought the Blu-ray player specifically to buy this to buy Grindhouse. Yeah, because that's the only way you could get it. It was no DVD of it. Like, which one did you like better though? Did you like his uh, Planet Terror or did you like Death Proof? No, I like Death Proof better. Yeah, me too. I really loved that. I really liked that like short story about. Like, but I'm the a cars giant a Quentin Tarantino fan. Like, yeah. I feel like Quentin Tarantino is the, he's my favorite filmmaker like he 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 is like what's the word i'm looking for like he's the he's the filmmaker movie director of my generation yeah i mean um, yeah definitely you know like yeah when i because you know i was like 19 18 or 19 years old when i saw the first Tarant my first tarantino movie and i was 20 years old when pulp fiction came out i believe and um it was just like he's just of my adult life he's been like the filmmaker that's affected me the most. Oh yeah. Um, but I love Eli Roth too. Like I think, you know, he's definitely like a in that in that Tarantino family, as is Rodriguez. I like the Rodriguez movie, but I like Tarantino's movie better. Yeah. You know, it's funny because uh wasn't um wasn't our boy Eli Roth, wasn't he in one of Quentin Tarantino's films? He was the uh, the Nazi guy, right? The Nazi killer. Yeah, he was the Jew, the Jew bear, the bear Jew, or yeah, the bear Jew. Him. Yeah, so yeah. I that was super um, he's cool. been in. I think he's been in more than one. I think he, I know he was in Inglorious Bastards as the bear Jew. Um, but yeah, he um, he's actually done quite a bit of acting in small roles for yeah. sure. Um, I really like. I mean, are you real familiar with his career? Like, did you follow Eli Roth? Like, I'm uh, so pretty big Eli Roth. Fan, a little honestly. bit. A little bit, you know. I knew him from the the, the being the the bear drew from the Inglorious um, oh. Bastards. I knew that, but I I became familiar with him because of those Hostel movies that he put out. Yeah, I saw Hostel when it was new, so I saw yeah. Hostel in the theater. So then I was like, when I saw Hostel, I was like, okay, I've got to I've got to watch everything that this guy, Eli Roth guy does. Yeah, because it um, was very interesting that he did those movies, those Hostel movies. When horror mm -hmm. movies weren't like, you know, at the peak or something, they they were kind of like a little, little cheesy. You know what I mean? We we didn't we didn't have like the saw yet or nothing, you know, before like either rise hostile. You know, his was like the first type to come back of being a little bit more like dirty. You know what I mean? Like more dirty, more realistic. 
style kills. Yeah, like, um, well, actually, the first Eli Roth movie I ever saw was Cabin Fever. Yeah, yeah, that's his famous one too. Um, yeah, so that's the first Eli Roth movie I ever saw. But when I watched that, I didn't really think of Eli Roth as like, oh, I've got to see everything that he makes. But when I saw Hostel, I was like, oh, okay, this guy, this guy doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like this guy, like you could tell, like he liked real horror movies. Yeah. You know, like you could tell that he liked a lot of the same stuff that I did, like those Italian zombie movies and, you know, the Fulci stuff. You could tell that he watched that kind of Oh, thing. yeah. You could tell just by interviews um, with this yeah. guy. Like he is a old school, hardcore horror fan. Like he, yes. you know, when we talk about all these random Sometimes you know, sometimes under the retro blood, we'll talk about the most random '80s movies that I never even heard about before, and you could tell yeah. that this Eli Roth guy is like that's like right up his alley. You know what I mean? Right. The, exactly. The the I would say all of them have to be cheesy, but the very like dirty, grungy exportation films of the '80s and some of the '70s too is like right up his alley. And you know, some mm-hmm. of the fun ones too, because you know, a lot of his inspiration for making Thanksgiving was obviously, you know, movies like Halloween, you know, The Prowler, Scream, uh, yeah. uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night with the horror, you know, with holiday theme. So, you know, all those, and all those movies are right up my, like, you know, anybody who's been listening to, uh, to us for a while, you know my love for holiday-themed horror movies. I just think they work so well. You know what I mean? They're just... It's like some of them could be like do, just yeah. straight ridiculous, but some of them actually have like you know really good plot and really good story with them too. So yeah, I mean like you like Eli Roth, like his early movies are great, you know, and then this movie's good too. But this is to me, this is almost like a comeback for him. Oh yeah, almost because it's kind of like like if you watch it, and this will be a controversial statement, but this is lights out, brother. So we're no holes barred on this one. So Eli Roth's career, his movies were really good until he got married. Yeah, because he moved to he, a, a Italian. He brother. moved to fucking well. He no, he moved to Colombia. I think he did move out of the country. Yeah, and then but then like as soon as he got married to that the Colombian actress, like his movies kind of went to shit. I mean they're not bad, but like you know he made Knock Knock, which is a remake of uh, uh, of another movie that I can't think of what it's called, and then he made it. Then he made a. Death Wish remake, yeah, Death Wish, and then he yeah. made the House of the Clock in its walls, and then he made a documentary about sharks, and it's like, come the fuck on, make a fucking horror movie. Well, he made the um, um, the history of horror too. Television yeah, he did series. that, but this is like the first real horror movie that he's made, in my yeah. opinion, in a while. Yeah, I mean, um, um, Knock Knock was good, but I mean, it's you can tell it's it's not hostile. Yeah. By any stretch of the imagination, I thought Green Inferno was pretty good. Did you see that? Yeah, that's the one I was gonna, clearly that, a Cannibal yeah. Holocaust remake. Yeah, but. yeah, I was going to bring that one up because that's you know I knew him from the from the Hostel series because I remember seeing Hostel yeah. one and two, <clears throat> but then after a while, like he, like he kind of fell off my radar because I actually haven't seen Cabin Fever, which is crazy. Oh, oh, you need to see that. Like I, I know it's crazy, it's, and I know what happened at the end. I just never seen it, but I know it's crazy. Um, it's more of a, I would say it's more of a horror comedy. Yeah, although it's not really a comedy either. But there's some funny stuff in it. So uh-huh. the Green Inferno is the North one. Carolina too. Yeah. So the Green Inferno. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. North Carolina. I didn't know that. So the Green Inferno is actually the one that I was really excited about seeing because, yeah. um, I even did a uh, uh, well, the 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 tape is not lost. 
out there, brother. It's I, it's kind of like I did the old uh, um, the old Crockett where I would record over other stuff and not keep my oh, my old yeah. tapes. So on my old yeah. podcast, I did a, a comparison. I did the uh, uh, Cannibal Holocaust to Green Inferno comparison, and me and my uh, my uh, uh, my co-star, co-star at the time, we went to go watch Green Inferno. You know, and that's why we, that's why we were doing that whole podcast during that time. So I I actually really like the Green Inferno movie. Um, you know, those type of like documentary, real type of horror is it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Like I, I it, it's not my like cup of tea, but I do like that. You know, I think that stuff is kind of interesting. You know, where you can make it look like it's real, but it's not really real. It's like a fake snuff film in a way. Right, which is what Cannibal Holocaust was, looked like. That you yeah. could definitely tell Green Inferno doesn't look like that. But no, my favorite part of Green Inferno is, I guess, I like this part because early in his career, Eli Ross' work was kind of like he would have. I don't, I don't want to use the word edgy, but he would have things in his movies that were like that you that you don't you just didn't need. Yeah, you know what I mean, like like little extra scenes that, that you could have shocking things. But he would add something that would just be like disgusting, and and it wouldn't even necessarily be anything you 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 uh, you would you saw. But like um, like the scene in Green Inferno at the near the end when they're all trapped in the cages, and they give that girl that stuff that to makes her shit. Yeah, and then she like has to go shit in the corner of the cage. Like I don't know, like for some reason I just love that. I just laugh my ass off every time I see that. Some wild shit. But so, I'm like a sick bastard, though, so that's just what it is. So it's pretty interesting that this movie, like, has basically been in his arsenal since he was, like, a kid. You know, because mm-hmm. he was saying um, him and his uh, co-writer of the uh, this movie, what's the guy's name? Um, Jeff, Jeff Rendell. They had this yeah. idea uh, of doing a Thanksgiving horror movie. Uh, because, you know, he, he was like, well, you know, I have like Halloween and you got like Christmas slashers and stuff. How come we're always making a Thanksgiving one? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and to his credit, when he was probably watching horror films, like the only one I can think of was Blood Rage. Okay. But that, they yeah. didn't really have like a, you know, it, it was a, it was a slasher from, from a crazy guy. You know, but get, like he was, remember that, that one where he was like a crazy guy. He got like switched for the good guy it's kind of a good son thing where he got switched out to be he everybody thought the uh the the bad one was a nice one and the good one was the bad one being switched out right. at birth but it, it was it was more like that it just happened to, to take place on thanksgiving you know what i mean it wasn't like a whole like th- we don't have like a killer thanksgiving uh creature and you know what's crazy is you know since he made this movie you know there has been thanksgiving horror movies before his even though I think he was trying to be like, you know, when he was get, getting up with the idea in 2007, I think he was trying to make it like very original. But since it took mm-hmm. him so so long to make the film, you know, we had that one movie that came out on Hulu. I think it was called Pilgrim, which is actually pretty yep. good. I, 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 I recommend you if you haven't tried it and if you all have Hulu, uh, look it up. I'm pretty sure it's called Pilgrim. I'm just going off the top of my head with this. Uh, but it's pretty cool. It's about like this like, couple who like um, they ended. They have these uh, real life pilgrims come to their um, Thanksgiving party, and they just wreck havoc and stuff. It's pretty. Uh, it's actually pretty intense. Um, but I still thought this one was cool, and I like it where you know the the origins of the story was basically take taken in like a grindhouse type of fashion. You know what I mean? Because you right. anybody listens to the retro blood. Me and Allison love like the grindhouse. The 
the exportation horror films and stuff, you know, very, yes, very crazy stuff. So, um, but before we get into some of the, the deep review of the actual movie itself, Allison, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you. Okay. So these trailers on this grindhouse stuff, apparently like a couple of them actually got made. This ain't, this ain't the first one of them that got made. No, they've all been made now except yeah. for don't Edgar Wright's trailer never was made. Yes. But he made a trailer for Don't. Um, and technically, Rob Zombie's never got made. The Werewolf Woman of the SS. Yes. However, when he shot that, I think his trailer was originally like an hour or an hour long. So he basically shot an entire movie. Oh, interesting. How um, can you have an hour long trailer? Well, he did. He basically shot a whole movie, and then they he because they were talking about how he had trouble editing his down into a trailer size. Yeah. Because he he put so much into it. Um, but yeah, don't don't hasn't been made, but the rest of them have. So Thanksgiving is the latest one, and then there's also Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah, I got which made. I believe was in the Canadian version of Grindhouse. It wasn't in the American one. Um, and then they had machete. Uh, machete, machete. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2010, yeah, and then Hobo the Shotgun was 2011. Yeah, and then it took us. How long from 2007 to 2023 to get uh, Thanksgiving? Gonna have me do some math here on the lights out, brother. Let's see. (laughs) I've already been drinking. I've already been drinking. Speaker's now starting to drink. So, so about 16. 16 years. So it took him 16 years to make it. So, a couple of things before. So, we got 16, but I wanna bring up speaking of drinking, though. I'm gonna do, I'm mm. do a little sidetracking here on the lights out, brother, because there ain't no rules. I can, you know, I can, I can, can I can hit want. you. I can hit you with some uh, deviled eggs right now. You know, at the feast. Oh yeah, brother. I got the. Okay. I got the cranberry sauce covered baseball bat. Yeah, there you go. I got the deviled eggs poison mist. <laughs> All right. So, you know, one of our big things besides talking about you know wrestling and talking about metal music, and we all we we do yeah. like to do our beer reviews. Okay. And that 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 comes here the lights out too, brother. You know we talk about beer on here too, so because I yep. want to start drinking before I start talking a little bit more about deep into this movie. But mm-hmm. I want to so I'm gonna drink this beer for the first time here, live on the air, brother. Okay, everybody out wow. there. So me and Allison, we live in the great state of North Carolina, brother, up here we in do. the mountains. All right, and apparently there's this beer that's like super popular around this time. And Allison, I think you know which one I'm talking about, but I want to tell everybody out here. Is it? Yeah. So it's made from, and let, let me, I'm going to tell the story and then tell me if I'm correct or not. Okay. Cause I'm still kind of new. I'm still like, I'm like a new native. I'm like our boy. Um, oh God. What was his name in the film? The baseball guy. You know what I mean? Like I only show up here once a year and some shit. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be the longest story about beer that's ever been told. So, All right, go ahead. It is. Cause I can drown shit out. <laughs> We got an hour and a half. I'll go two. Okay. So it's made by Highland Brewing, which I think I've yeah. had some of their shit on here before. All right. And this is their famous winter beer, Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain. Yeah. Spiced winter ale. Now, mm-hmm. every time I've been up here for about four years now. All yeah. right. And, every, and it, it, it's been, it's like one of the only beers that gets released every year. Okay. And every year there's like cartons of this shit out there and every and probably once it gets released maybe like two or three weeks and then it's gone. 
It's gone for fucking good. You can't find this shit anymore. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's usually gone. Well, now it's an event. It's such a big deal now that yeah. it's, it's an it's like an event. So what's the um, deal? Cold Mountain is like one of those things where uh, I'm sure I'll say something else controversial in this too. And, and some somebody that's not from here. If, the, if, if what I'm saying pisses you off, you're not from here. Um, but basically, Cold Mountain was a really good winter warmer i mean it wasn't great i mean it's a good beer but um it was it was a winter warmer i've got actually some of my refrigerator i could get right now from from all of that but um but it's uh it's a winter warmer so when you drink it it, ma- it makes you feel warm um oh, you know like a lot of like an english style beer so which which is what they call a winter warmer um it's spicy it tastes like the holidays it's like it has a spice taste to it it's hard to describe kind of like some of the shiner beers that you like it's sort of like that okay or that sierra nevada beer kind of um but it's a dark beer it's not like an ipa or anything like that uh it's darkish it's an amber i guess you could say um so anyway for a while it was like it was kind of cool it's something we look forward to um and then somehow it just became just incredibly trendy and incredibly popular and people would lose their fucking minds when it was about to come out. Um, like I can remember drinking uh, Cold Mountain into February in bars. They would still have it, um, and like their kegs would last that long. Well, you know the mountains are still a cold. More, and, right, and it was a little bit more expensive. But now, pretty much when it comes out, if you don't buy it within a day or two, you won't find it. Yeah. That's what um, I noticed. Basically, Island will go to will go to the grocery store and just drop off a pallet. And people would just buy it off the pallet. It'll never be put in the cooler. It'll just they'll just buy it off. Yeah, the that's pallet. how I got mine. It's like one of the only ones right. left. And I was like, "Fuck!" I've seen this thing for the last four years, so I gotta try it. So, what I'm gonna yeah, do? Yeah, they probably dropped it off today. But yeah. uh, but uh, before you before you drink that though, like Highland has an event now. Like you buy okay. a ticket. Like as crazy as this shit sounds, you buy a ticket to go to an event, and then you can buy a limited amount of of Cold Mountain at their interesting uh, at their brewery. Okay. So I'm kind of over it personally. I mean, I mean, I have co- I have a cool mountain that I bought before COVID. Still, are you saying, Allison, that there's going to be no leftovers? No leftovers. Oh. There will be no leftovers of of uh, of, of uh, the cold mountain. Cool mountain really? All right. Well, I'm going to try it live here in the air, and y'all know I'm a avid beer drinker, especially of the darker flavors. So mm. I am actually semi picky. I mean, not as picky as you yeah. are, but we'll see. I'm going to try it live on air, though. Let me pop it. Yeah, brother. I'm going to pop mine, too. <laughs> so this is the first pop time DSP. having... Uh, which one Which one are you drinking? I'm drinking a uh, Green Mountain... Uh, Green Mountain. A uh, Green Man ESB. <sighs> okay. So I just tried it. Do you drink it out of the bottle? Yeah. Right out the bottle, brother. What, you want me to pour in a glass? kind of... Yeah, what are you, some kind of goddamn animal? Yeah, pour in a glass. <laughs> I didn't bring up a glass here, brother. I'm just going, <laughs> this is the light side, brother. We don't we don't have any delicate rules. We're savages on here, okay? <laughs> Clearly. Anyway, what do you think? Uh, it's okay. I probably need to put it in the bottle. <laughs> people go crazy exactly. for this? Exactly. I mean, it's okay. It's. I mean, it's not the, people act like it's the greatest thing in the world. It's not bad. I mean, right. come on. I mean, I love Highland. I do. I mean, I love most of the beers that they put out. Black Watch is an incredible beer. Um, 
but I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's not as good as it used to be when it wasn't as mash produced. It tasted, tasted better. Yeah. Um, I liked it when it was indie brother, but now they sold out. Wow. <laughs> that happens a I'm lot. Saying. But I mean, it's, it's but, not uh, bad. Like, um, it's not as good as the beer I had on the, um, the, 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 the retro blood podcast that we had. Um, I believe it was the, uh, the beast and the magic sword. I actually like that one better from new Belgium. Yeah, the holiday. I like yeah. that one a little better, but I'm more into like the uh, the more spices. But you know, hey, if this one, you know, compared to the IPAs and shit that they mostly around here, I would take this one. So it's good. Oh yeah, well it's better than any IPA. But yeah, so. But anybody, but, let's uh, let's get up, let's get back on track. We're you know, me, we're like the parade that happened in this movie. You know what I mean? We thought the whole review mm-hmm. was going to go pretty smoothly. The next thing you know, we get our. Our heads chopped off, brother, by some crazy clown. Okay. By yeah. the way, by the way, there's gonna be like weird, spoilers right? in here. I think people already know. Oh that, yeah, there's like, gonna be spoilers. Like, if you haven't seen it, we spoil every movie. Every fucking movie. Sometimes before we even get to the end of the movie and the review, but we will spoil um, yeah, a movie. We, we spoil everything that doesn't even have to do with this movie, like you did on Green Room. Right. Green we don't Inferno. even care. <laughs> yeah, we don't even care. Yeah, we spoil Green Inferno too. They all die. Yeah. So, damn, I was going to watch that one over again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there are a couple of things I want to bring up. So, this trailer, this Grindhouse trailer is fantastic. Like, it I is. I love it. I think I'm going to post on the Facebook group so everybody can watch it. If you haven't seen it, which I don't know why you wouldn't. It's a fun trailer. Like, I think this trailer, he does a great job of what he's trying to do with his point across. And so, there's a great interview. I, I Allison, check it out. Everybody check it out. Um, where Eli Roth's on the uh, Jericho podcast, and he's like talking yeah. about this movie and some of his career and everything, and he he does explain why he doesn't make this Thanksgiving movie because you know it's from 2007 where he kind of wanted to make the movie until now, and there's reasons behind that, you know, with the uh, uh, you know horror movie fatigue and not getting the does right that, idea, you know, moving and stuff, you know, of, a bunch of stuff. One of them have to do with him getting married. I kind of like he was in uh, Italy and stuff and stuff, and it's probably hard to do certain things around there. But I think the biggest thing he said was it just he just couldn't figure out a detailed script until he actually like mm-hmm. focused mo- more on it. So, but the but the trailer that he does on here, I think that since he said like since it was so long, like between like when that original trailer dropped in Grindhouse to what this movie is, like he mm-hmm. kind of wanted yeah. to make it in the same it's, it's kind of in the same vein but like having like that one is like a <clears throat> like he kind of wanted to do like he was doing like a remake you know what i mean now he it's not like he was doing that movie that we saw in that grindhouse trailer it's like where he's doing a remake of that trailer that we saw like that stuff happened beforehand and he's doing something new now but he did bring a lot of elements from that trailer into this movie and i'm going to talk about him all right so mm. when i was watching that trailer I noticed that there were some scenes that he brought into this new movie. And of course, yes. most 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 of it is about the same. So, you know, we're in the, the Plymouth, Massachusetts. All right. It's Thanksgiving. And, you know, it's uh, the first year. I thought it was very clever that they did the whole Black Friday angle. You know what I mean? Because of how crazy Black Friday is around here in the States. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of less so now. 
I would agree um, with that. It, yeah, it's definitely I mean, a little, it's a little bit. This is a little bit kind of behind the times, but he probably doesn't know that. But you know, like you yeah. know, like a few like before COVID, there were yeah, there were like Walmart and Target and places like that were opening on Thanksgiving night, yeah, and uh, and things like that, and which is kind of what you know starts out for this movie. But nobody does that now. Everybody closes on Thanksgiving now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're all pretty much closed on Thanksgiving, and then they open what at min- midnight most of the time. No, or like, like one uh, or two. Most of them open early, pretty early in the morning, hmm. like five five o'clock or something in the morning. I think. I don't think anybody opens in the middle of the night anymore. Like they've kind of regained their senses on that. I think because we don't need we don't need to sh- be able to shop twenty four hours a day. You just you just don't need that. I don't brother. Care I, need, are, I need I need it. I need to go need in at Walmart. No, you don't at one in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi. Getting some munchies and getting this movie off the DVD rack. All right. Anyway. What? Yeah. Like, why do you think I've got 300 DVDs? Because I would go in at Walmart at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And, and, uh, buy $5 DVDs. So, you know, you know, come on now. I mean, I get why they were fighting. I mean, fuck, bro. That was a free waffle iron. I mean, those things are rare, brother. That's a great item to get for free. Yeah. Yeah. You can never get a waffle iron. I mean, come on now. So, obviously, the whole Black Friday gimmick wasn't used in the original trailer. Because, you know, why would it be? <clears throat> but they did... <clears throat> but they did use the the parade scene. Which I thought it was pretty cool. So, like, during the, the parade, they used that in the, the actual movie. And they used it in the trailer as yeah. well. And the same thing yeah, happened. The parade... Go ahead. I was going to say, the parade scene looked almost identical. In fact, that mm-hmm. turkey costume, I would believe it's the same costume. I think it might have been. You know what yeah. I mean? They, it was either the same costume or they remade it exactly the same. Yeah. Although in the original trailer, in the original trailer, it was the pilgrim that cut his head off. Yeah. Well, and this one, this clown. one, it was the killer, but yeah, it was a clown on 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 this one. But there was pilgrims nearby, so. True. True. Yeah, because they were trying to catch the John Carver character, which we'll talk about him here in a little bit too. So I, um, so you know, they yeah, they killed the mascot pretty much the same way by chopping off his head. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which was one of my favorite scenes in the trailer, was with the it was the rival baseball team, okay, and it was the captain of them, and you see him in the gym. in the movie you see him in the gym, they're all working out and stuff like he's like really motivating the guys mm-hmm. to work out, and you could tell that the cheerleader mm-hmm. girl. He's trying to uh, tell them to come over here so they can have some naughty action. Okay? And it's the scene where she's jumping up and down on the trampoline. Okay? Yeah. And I thought this scene was so clever in the the original trailer where she just gets him there. She's going like, she shows her tits, shows a little bit of her ass. And then you can see the killer come up right behind him and just kind of like chop off his head. And then he puts the knife and then she does a splits right onto the knife. All right? And right. actually, I... Um, go ahead. No, I was gonna say so. Um, he, I feel like he kind of wussed out a little bit when he made this scene in yeah. the in, in the in the original because he didn't make it as graphic as it was implied to be in the trailer. Yeah, I was disappointed in that. Well, a little bit. I, yeah, I was so I was too because I thought it was a little bit more like grungy on the actual trailer yeah. version because this ver- on the right. movie well, version he comes up behind the guy, snaps his neck, and then we do get more of a graphic knifing because she goes up and down on the knifing. But we don't see like we don't see as much we don't see any titties we see a little bit of an ass you know what I mean so I feel like 
I feel like though there's going to be like an uncut version of this movie that's going to be a little bit more graphic. So, that's, yeah, you know. I mean, like, like I, I, I mean, there's like I wish he hadn't shied away from like the nudity because like he, because she and although I'm sure it, it's probably because he just didn't want to pay the actors to do it. Like it cost more money to do that, and I'm sure this was a budget conscious project. But, um, but you know, in the original one, she takes her top off. Um, and then, and, 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 and like her underwear and you can kind of see that, that she does that in the, in the movie, but it doesn't show it. Like it just shows her like for a second doing it. And then, then the killing starts. Um, so yeah, but I mean, it's just a little thing. Like he, you know, he could have gone more graphic than he did. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. But still pretty crazy scene, but there is one scene that they left out from the trailer. Actually two scenes. I thought they were pretty crazy. So in the trailer, the original, I guess like girl, <laughs> Or yeah, it's gonna be her name is Judy, all right. And there's one scene mm-hmm. in the trailer where she's hanging out with Eli Roth, basically, because he's he's acting in his own trailer, yeah. and uh, she's basically about to go suck his dick, okay? Yeah. And like she's goes for it. She's like, yeah, no problem. Go, I'm gonna go and suck your dick right here in the woods. He's like, hell yeah. And then like she's going <laughs> for it. You can hear like the snap, right? And she's like, you know, getting down there, and she goes reach for his head, and his head's not there, right? <laughs> Because he got he got his fucking head chopped off while about to get his dick stuck, and I was like, "Bro, you yeah. had to add that in the fucking movie. That yeah, would have like, been I don't know why." Oh yeah, my god, bro! Would've... I would have popped so hard. That is a great scene. Okay, especially if you're trying to do old school slashers, that is a great scene. And the other scene they had was Judy and another guy. Okay, and then the guy he's going for a kiss, and then his head just chops off. So he kind of used that in the movie because we have the. Uh, our main character, um, what's her name? Uh, I believe her name was, uh, uh, was it Amanda? I believe it was. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't Amanda. It was, uh, um, what was the girl that did? Gabby, Gabby. Uh, she did have, like, two boyfriends. Gabby, yes. Yeah, she did have two boyfriends, kind of like in the trailer where the girl, you could tell that the girl had, like, two guys that she was uh, uh, seeing at the time, so... But that whole dick sucking scene, bro. If they would have had that, I would have fucking popped my ass off because that was a fucking great scene. Hopefully, we'll get it in the deleted scenes. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he shot it and didn't uh, didn't put it in. Well, you know, you, you know, so you know, he was trying. To, I get what he was trying to do here. Like he wasn't trying to go whole terrifier. You know what I mean? Where we're just gonna throw a bunch of gore and shit. I wanted. He wanted to make it like mm. a. An acceptable slasher movie for this rating nowadays. And maybe, you know, I'm not really sure because it's like, I'm not really sure what ratings would be like nowadays. You know, like we knew in the 80s and stuff, um, you know, there's some, if you wanted to get like a, a pretty big, disparate, disparate, if you want to get a pretty big release, you know, you probably mm-hmm. can't so- show like a, 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 a plethora of go- gore. You know what I mean? You can have killing scenes, but you can't like just like gore them all out. You know what I mean? And like nowadays, um, you know, it's like almost the almost the opposite where you, we kind of do get a lot of gore because of like movies like Saul and stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. not maybe maybe they're more about the gore nowadays and less on the sex. So mm, maybe. So I think that. Um, I think what you just said might be true of the later 80s. Yeah. But I think in the first half of the 80s, they they let movies become R-rated movies that would not be passed today. Yeah. 
um like like um like when you can tell from the uh the uh remake of nightmare on elm street you couldn't make a movie like nightmare on elm street today people would lose their fucking minds um with with the kind of shit that's in it and the themes and things like that you couldn't make that now um you know, but a movie like you can't count a movie like Terrifier because it, that's not a wide release movie. Yeah, like that was a movie that was released that was made for video, but was released in theaters for horror fans to go see for one or two nights, and then that's it. It's not a wide release movie like Thanksgiving is. But it did get like, so popular though that it stayed for a longer periods of time. You know, that's true, and but and that's an exception. But the example you used was Saul which I think is an exception, but there was a lot of movies like that around that time, like uh, Saw and Hostel and things like that. Those were all, all those torture porn movies were yeah. kind of popular. But so, they didn't have a lot of know, sex so, in them. That's what I'm trying to say, though. Like, No, you're right. But, I mean, that's that's an American thing, though. Like, people yeah. are like, in America, you know, we don't have any problems with violence. But if you show tits, then the whole world, like, is, is coming to an end. Um but, I can go yeah, on my I phone mean, on I, Facebook I, I, and I see a bunch right. of tits. On Facebook? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Maybe Reddit. <laughs> there you go. So, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, you know, I could see, like I said, like, I think there's going to be, like, an uncut version of this movie. And I could see yeah. a little bit more of the, you know, the more, more of the NC-17 rating compared to the R rating could be, you know. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, you know, another thing from the trailer, too, is a lot of the guys are in the Letterman jackets, which we did get in this movie as well, too. We did get a lot of Letterman mm-hmm. jackets. Um, I like this tagline they used in the uh, in the trailer, but they didn't, they didn't use it in the movie. It was, arrive hungry. Leave yourself stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he was, when he made, when he got around to making this movie, he one of the things he was trying to make it more serious yeah. than the trailer is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah So definitely. he didn't want it to be like a comedy. Which was a which, good idea. You know, like the, yeah, which I think is a good idea. So he didn't want to make it too ridiculous, even though, I mean, we had a scene where a trash can lid, or like a trash can top cut a woman in half. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Come on, brother. But, never that happened before? You get in the trash can no. stuck, you know what I mean? Get your fucking body. It that's happens. never, that's never happened right. before. But anyway. So there is a scene too in the trailer, which is probably you know it's probably the biggest scene in the movie and the trailer, where we see the human turkey body being served yeah. to the family. So you know, obviously when I saw that scene, it's like brother, you know that's going to the movie. You know what I mean? Like, and I liked it in yeah. this movie where it, he, it and he said this too during the Jericho podcast. He didn't want to just like have the family all tied up and then oh here's the body. You know, he actually wanted to work up to it, you know, and see, like, how this is being formed and how it's going to be presented. And I thought that was a good idea, you know what I mean, to, like, kind of see, like, you know, the whole process of the killer actually making the, which would be the, the wife and and the and the movie version of being her being the spread out of the table, okay? And then I thought one right, part yeah. was, uh, and, of course, the, um, um, <laughs> The part that I thought was pretty funny on the trailer, uh, which they could not do nowadays, but this I would have cracked up so hard if they did, was so the the dead body on the trailer was actually the Eli Roth's character body. So they cooked his body on there and served it to the the, the trailer family, 
and then they had mm-hmm. Elon Ross's head, and it had his head, like kind of like not just his head, but like his head, like maybe like a little bit of his sh- uh, neck and shoulders, and they propped it onto a turkey. Okay, and then the fucking killer <laughs> is like humping the turkey right in front of the family with his dead head on it. I was like, <laughs> oh shit, bro! If they did that, I would have fucking lost my mind. <laughs> like this is crazy. <laughs> Like, you know, if he would have took, yeah, like, the wife's yeah. head and, like, started humping it in front of everybody, I was like, this is fucking wild. That that I might have put yeah. in the film because I know that, that but I, I, I'm guessing that probably would have got, like, maybe flagged, but that shit would have been wild. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he the, the killer kind of, to me, I kept thinking he looked like uh, the V for Vendetta guy. Oh, because his mask? Yeah. Because yeah, the, yeah, the mask and his hat and his hair and like and it, he kind of looked like the V for Vendetta guy, so it's almost like the V for Vendetta horror version. But yeah, um, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was uh, the trailer. Um, there's another scene in the trailer. Well, yeah, the scene where she's holding his head, the guy's head, and then his body falls down, and she's still holding the head. Yeah. Yeah, there's a scene kind of like that in the movie, but yeah, that would have been kind of cool to have that scene in the movie too. Yeah, and then she, then he runs up behind her, runs up to her, but you could tell like for this, he created, he didn't have the whole story about the teenager. No, no, no. Even though he, he you know what I mean. But like yeah. when I was watching it, it kind of seemed more like, um, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like they, I kept thinking that. Yeah. So like the movie that we saw. You know, the 2023 version, you know, it was way different yeah. than the actual trailer when it comes to it. Because basically his inspirations, and he said this too in the Jericho podcast, was basically, you know, obviously was the, like a Halloween was a big inspiration. Because, you know, we, we got a scene that was kind of like Halloween in this movie. Where he had Gabby in, in the uh, the school. And she looks over and she sees the killer with his uh, John Carpenter mask on. Okay. Yeah. And... You know, it was the Prowler, which I thought was pretty interesting that he took a lot, a lot of stuff from the Prowler, which we actually reviewed on the Retro Blood. On Retro check, Blood. It, check it out, brother, in the archives. <laughs> That's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. Um, and it, wasn't Halloween originally supposed to be called Thanksgiving? Wasn't that the original idea that was pitched to John Carpenter? Yeah, yeah. But he's like, why the like fuck would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what you should center, you should make a horror movie and center it around Thanksgiving. And he's like, why in the hell would you do that? Yeah. And so he did it around Halloween instead. Exactly. Yes. Little did he know. No, but I mean, like, come on. I mean, that's a good idea doing Halloween, you know, first, you know, obviously you had to do that. It makes more sense. Um, yeah. And then also to this. So what, what I was mostly getting out of this movie was scream vibes. In a lot of ways. Well, okay, I see that too. Yeah. Now I'm not talking about hey, we know I'm in a horror movie scream vibes, but hey, we have a mystery killer, we have kids being killed, okay, and we have a killer that's semi taunting them in a way. You know, like he, like he, because remember he was taunting all the kids by sending them, uh, uh, tagging them in the Facebook accounts or, or Instagram accounts, okay. And that's very scream-like. Yeah. Using a lot of phones and using using the technology at the time to taunt your vi- your victims is very scream-like. So, so, but like you were just saying, like this is kind of off topic a little bit. But so, like you were just saying about like, um, not not like we know we're in a horror movie. So it's not like Scream breaks the fourth wall. But you're right. They 
they've seen horror movies before. Yeah. So they're trying to use the rules of that to survive. So do you think it's more or less realistic for someone to do that? Because, you know, you like watch this movie yeah. and you would think that they never seen anything like this before ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, I think it's more. But, so, you know, that's why I really like Scream when it comes to that aspect because I think it's more realistic if people have yeah. actually seen these horror movies before and it's actually happening to them in, in, in real life, you know? That's why I like the original Scream and stuff is like a, a almost a masterpiece in that way because it's so yes. different and creative because it's like, oh shit, like this can actually kind of happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. it's like, th- yeah, that shit can happen. You can have two sickos who love horror movies so much that they want to make their own in a way. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I also think, like yeah. in this movie how they made it like it like it's something that would could realistically happen instead of oh, it yeah. being absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, like I, I like how they made it to where it's something something that could actually happen. Yeah. I, okay. So so the basic plot line of Thanksgiving. Okay. After we, because yeah. uh, I was just trying to do like comparison to the trailer to how what's in the movie. So yeah. like, so the basic plot line to the Thanksgiving is basically we're in this Plymouth, right? It's, it's we have a. Uh, we're the first year where we have uh, Gabby and um, we have uh, her dad, uh, Thomas White. And like her, Gabby has a, um, her mom died. And then she has like a new stepmom and stuff. Um, she mm-hmm. has her boyfriend. Uh, God, what was that guy's name? Uh, I think it was Collins. If I, if, no, 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 it wasn't. Uh, well, she has a she has a boyfriend who's a, a oh, baseball. Yeah, yeah. See if you can look it up. But she basically has a boyfriend who is like a big pitcher and stuff. He doesn't live there, but he's there in a year and stuff. Um, and then we have uh, this uh, cop who comes over too. Okay, his name is Sheriff Bobby. Eric. Bobby. Okay, is is he the baseball guy? I believe Bobby is the baseball guy. Okay, cool. He's the guy that's not Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have Bobby. And he's not Scuba. Yeah. yeah. And then we have another character we meet that's prominent is the sheriff. He's coming over there too, and he's meeting the um, the uh, Amanda Collins, and then her her, her husband is going to be Mitch Collins. And Mitch, he has to work because he works at retail. Okay, so he had to leave Thanksgiving dinner to go to fucking retail. And I was like, brother, I've been there before because I've had to do that multiple times in the past. So yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's so well, right? Because it sets it up that like, you know, so Gabby and her family are are, are the rich people who own the who own the business, and they're yes. enjoying their Thanksgiving while the poor's have to go to work for them to make them money. Yes, pretty much. And so we have this crazy scene at the beginning, which really reminded me of. Have you ever seen the South Park Black Friday episode? No. Oh God, fucking fantastic! Everybody go check it out. It really reminded me of that. Like with the chaos and stuff, and I'm pretty sure there's like a comedy movie named Black Friday too, where they do like uh, they storm the shops and stuff. But it's basically like that. I think it has um, Bruce Campbell in it too. That, mm, that okay. Black Friday movie. So the just a bit, they storm the the like Gabby and her whole crew there. She go, they go go there, and they. Like, it was so weird. Okay, this part didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Okay, so one of the kids, I believe it was the curly hair kid. Okay, he needed to get a new phone. So he wanted to go to the right mark, which is their version of the Walmart. He wanted to go mm. to the right mark to get a new phone 
And I was like, like, bro, like, do you know anything about a phone? Like, because he thinks he's just going to go in there, get a new phone, and then go to the movie theater. Like, just tw- 20 minutes. I'm like, bro, even if there wasn't Black Friday, well, that shit ain't taking no 20 minutes. You know well, I mean? if he got an unlocked phone, it would be. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess if he got an unlocked one. But I think he was like looking he for an iPhone. Him. You can't find an iPhone unlocked at the right mark. No, no, no. I don't know that he specifically said that. He just needed a phone. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like, but if he got an unlocked phone, he could just put his SIM card in and it would have worked. Yeah. But then you got to transfer all those information. It's like, I ain't doing that shit, brother. All right, you get on out of here. <laughs> Just imagine, Allison. Just imagine you ever got the right mark, right? And some fucking asshole (laughs) comes up to you. You got like a million people in line. Hey, can you transfer my shit over? Fuck you. Get out of here. Fuck (laughs) you. Get out of here. But you could tell, like, with some things, you can tell that the people writing them don't really experience them. So you can tell that details. Yeah, Eli Roth has never gone to a store to buy a phone or hasn't in a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? He sends someone else to do that for him now. Yeah, well, he doesn't you know, know how long it makes it sense. <laughs> so, but you know, they they since they do get the end because Gabby's dad owns the right mark. They did get into the back door, and they start taunting the people outside. These people outside are vicious, brother. I haven't seen these fucking people in a long time. These vicious people, they just fucking come in there, yeah. and then basically what happens is they they taunt them too much. And they come in there. The security guard was weird because it's all like, "Hey, we're gonna open up in ten minutes." But then I guess they're like, hey, did, lock the doors. And then like, then they start breaking the barricade and then they had to open the doors to let them in. I was like, well, fucking, why don't you just let them in, in the first place? Well, I think they thought that the, if they, the, like they were going to riot and if they locked the doors, it would keep them out. But then they realized that people were going to get crushed. So they had to open the doors yeah. to, uh, to, to relieve the pressure on the door. Yeah. Of course it broke anyway, but. Still. Yeah. So the main part is the security guard died. Okay, and then Amanda, she was there to visit her husband, Mitch, okay, and she got trampled and killed. She actually got, like, part of her, like, skull ripped off. I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah. So, that kind of, like, and that kind of, like, makes it, so from those deaths right there, it kind of set up, oh, and also to our boy Bobby, he got his arm, he's, he's like, this famous picture, pitcher, that people were taking like pictures with. All right. And he got his arm fucked up trying to help out the security guard. So his career was basically was over in the baseball. Okay. So I really liked this mm-hmm. scene because it was setting up, it was very scream like. It we're setting up multiple people who could be the supposed killer of our story. So so it's the next year. We have Bobby, he's gone. He hasn't been seen for any year. Makes you think, okay, he could be one of the killers. And they're 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 kind of discussing if they want to do like Thanksgiving or not because of what happened at the right mark, but they kind of decided like so. First of all, our boy the uh, Gabby's dad, who is played by mm-hmm. um uh, uh uh Rick Hoffman, okay, no, he no. was the guy that played Ari and um Entourage. Yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah, he's also in Suits too, brother. Which I, the only only reason I know about suits is because it came on like Mm -hmm. either before or after Raw a lot. (laughs) So you just watched whatever came on before or after Raw? I never actually watched suits, but I've heard it's really good though. I've heard, actually, heard the show is really good, (laughs) but I never actually seen it. Okay. But I thought he does a pretty good job. I mean, I've seen all the commercials with him and he seemed like he knows what he's doing. So he decides to open up the right mark because, you know, 
the, the rich people, they're just saying, okay, the way I can help out the town that people got killed in is I'll just open it up again and do more specials. Okay. So, uh, so we, we can obviously tell that the, the Mitch guy, he is not liking, um, this Thanksgiving because, you know, his wife died during the Thanksgiving, um, uh, Thanksgiving Black Friday sale, but it's actually weird because we don't really see a whole lot of Mitch in this film. Maybe they're maybe they're saying saving his character more for like number two. Yeah. So. Oh, go ahead. No, no, Mitch. He did not play Ari in Entourage. Jeremy Piven did. Somehow I got those two people mixed up. Oh, okay. They kind of looked the same a little bit. Yeah, right. yeah, Rick. This this guy right here, he was known. This anyway. Rick Hoffman, he was known for the Bernie Mac show. Have you ever seen Bernie Mac show? Uh, maybe, but I don't really remember anything. About yeah, it. I don't remember it too, but I know I watched it as a kid, and he's known for that. To me, he's known for that and the suits. So that's like his gimmick. Mm, okay, excellent. And we also do meet the sheriff too, Sheriff Sheriff Eric Newtman, which is actually Patrick Dempsey. Okay, mm-hmm. which I wasn't too. Apparently, everybody's familiar with this guy except for me. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with this guy, but I didn't realize he was no. actually awarded. An award that I might get one day, Allison, of being people's sexiest man alive. Yeah, McDreamy. Yeah. Have you never even Patrick? He's guy's a very famous. He's the most famous person in this movie. Well, yeah, I know he. I knew he was, and I swear I've seen him before. But what? Who? Who? Who has he beat? He has beat. He was in Bridget Jones, one of those okay. Bridget Jones movies. He was in Can't Buy Me Love from okay. the, in the like the eighties movie. Um, I was in Scream Three. Okay, it was in Scream Three. It was an outbreak. Um, I haven't seen any of these. Well, I was a lot in Scream Three, but I haven't seen. Oh, he was in Transformers, brother. Dark, Dark of the Moon. In, was, okay. I think he was in one of those. You've never seen Outbreak? No, I never seen Outbreak. About the monkey that spreads the disease, to everybody, and they all fucking die with Dustin Hoffman. It's a great movie. No, I, no. I mean it hits a little different post COVID, but you know it's still yeah. a good movie. Well, I, th- um, I thought he did a great job as a sheriff. He was very believable. And we'll get to him later. Yeah. So, you know, around this time, the Gabby, she's dating this other dude. What's his name? Ryan. He's kind of like, you know what's crazy about this cast, too? Like, you know, this is like a... And I, I actually really um, uh, give props to Eli Roth doing this. Where, you know, he knew he was making like a, a slasher film. So, he wanted yeah. to add maybe one or two, you know, one or two. Kind of like the original Halloween. You know, we're going to add maybe one or two stars that people kind of know. But everybody everybody else is going to be like pretty much brand new. All right? Yeah. Which I like that. And a lot of these kids and stuff, this is like their first horror movie or, or first movie. And a lot of them actually came from the world of Disney. Which I always think is very funny when... It's 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 kind of like the transition with younger actors. They they start in Disney, and then where do you go to next? Oh, let's go to a horror movie. Okay, it's like that one yeah, guy. Yeah, you gotta do something edgy. They all do. Yeah, that. it's like that one guy who was like, I don't remember the actor's name, and people out there are like, oh, what the fuck? Nah, it's like, brother, this is lights out. We just come on here, drink, we talk. So there was mm-hmm. a guy who was in that the the uh, uh, um oh god, I came as Doffer. Uh, Jeffrey Doff- Jeffrey Dahmer, he was the Jeffrey one. Dahmer, yeah. It wasn't the it wasn't the uh, the Ryan Murphy Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix. Okay, it was that other one that came out of like the younger kid that was playing Jeffrey Dahmer. All right, and that actor he would pretty much before he did that role, that crazy ass role, he was just doing a bunch of Disney movies. So I was like, damn, what are they teaching mm-hmm. him over there? <laughs> 
Well, they, well, yeah, they got to do something, something edgy. Remember, like, yeah. uh, what's the girl from Saved by the Bell that went up, that her first feature movie was Showgirls? Um, whoever she was, was, the girl that she was Kelly? Saved by the Bell. Uh, no, blonde one. Kelly or? was, was Ke- Ke- Kelly was Tiffany Amber Thiessen, right? Fuck, I it was know. the other girl. Like, oh yeah, yeah, the, the top, yeah, one. yeah. I know you're talking about the yeah, the top one, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she had to be in Showgirls so that she could do something edgy and and show that she wasn't a kid or whatever. Yeah. They all kind of have to do that, but horror is a really good way to do that because yeah. you can move out of, uh, um, you know, your kids st- kid stage and and do something that's not something. That basically, you can do something that's not porn, but is still edgy and adult. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And apparently the girl who played Gabby, which I thought she did a pretty good job, she is known to be a big TikToker. That's how she made her fame. By the TikToking, Allison. The TikToking? Yes. Are you a TikToker, James? Not really. Like, I don't really get TikTok, even though I need to do it for our show and stuff, you know, to get more followers mm-hmm. and shit. But, like... No, I didn't even know we had a TikTok. I don't... I don't, well, I, I don't, we don't. I don't use it or anything. Okay. <laughs> But you know, I I, oh, okay. I I have some ideas to add on there. They mostly could be horror themed. But like, listen, listen, fantastic. Listen. I don't know if there's like, okay, listen, guys. Uh, me and Asa, we're a little older. We're not old, but we're older. Okay, brother. I when I was going to high school, we didn't have no fucking. We didn't even have MySpace when I was going to high school. Okay, all right, guys. So, this shit is not... I would just say it's, like, passed me by, but there is some stuff that I don't really get. And so, when I log on TikTok, I do like some of the... There's some skits that are pretty funny, but most of the shit is just girls dancing, and I just don't get it. It's like, okay, well, I why is there just a bunch of girls dancing on here shaking their booties? Okay? Like, is that... Is it I really... Know, man. Just, just people go, give just them money? Just go scream at some clouds. Just go yell at clouds, man. Bro. You'll be fine. I, I kind of <laughs> want to, because I just don't get it. Like, bro, I think our guys are, are are the new generation guys or guys just so thirsty that we just want to see a girl shake their ass. I think, I mean, I think so. I mean, I, I ain't giving no fucking, fucking girl no good money for shaking her ass and on the fucking camera. That shit better be in my face, brother. All right. I think people are just just fucking so fucking brain dead now that they can't even think for themselves. Yeah. I mean, Reddit's a perfect example of that. Like, like you can't even. You can't even get an opinion from someone that isn't a meme. Yeah. Like I, like on Reddit, I'll ask what somebody why they don't like something, and they'll repeat a meme to me. Like, no, tell me why you don't like it. Yeah. It's explaining to me why you don't like about this, or why you do like it, or whatever. But like, people can't even think for themselves anymore. And I guess TikTok is like that, so they can just scroll through it or whatever, yeah. and watch something for ten seconds and then move on. There is some good memes though. I can tell you how okay. I like something. Sure. Like, like if they had, if they made a meme out of that um, Eli Roth character humping that turkey. I mean, come on. Now. We should just do an episode of Retro Blood that's all memes. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> constantly back and forth. <laughs> the first ever live episode we do is just us pulling memes out to people. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, this uh, and not saying this Addison Ray. I don't know if she shook her booty on the fucking TikTok. I never seen a TikTok of her at all, but I believe that she's like a singer. Now I don't know what she sings or what she does, but she was okay in this film. Okay, so she sings on the TikTok. Yeah, she sings think. on the TikTok. She may or may not <laughs> shake her ass on there too. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. 
All so, right, fair enough. So the the big story with her is she's her her gimmick is she has a rich dad. She doesn't <laughs> like her step stepmom, and she has two boyfriends that want to get in her pants. Okay, and then she has okay. a killer, uh, basically using her for his killer motives. So the killer actually was really interesting in this movie, and it just and then it's funny when you hear like Eli Roth talk about how he found out found out about the killer. So he was doing mm-hmm. some research, okay, uh, at a Plymouth Rock, and he just so happened to find that the original person who who landed and settled on Plymouth Rock, the guy's name just so happened to be John Carver. All right, that's perfect. And he was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" There's a guy out there named John Carver. <laughs> like that's a perfect <laughs> horror name. Like what the hell? Yeah, and, and he happened to be the first governor of. of- yeah, exactly. And then, like, what? So basically, what he did was, and this is a super clever idea, and I got to give him props on it. Like, this is why I like this guy because you can tell that he he knows his shit. And he knows what to do. So one of his things is like, okay, why don't I just make a bunch of masks? Okay, about this random mm-hmm. John Carver guy for the for the Plymouth uh, parade, and I'm gonna make so many masks out there that everybody can wear one. And then, of course, the killer is going to be wearing one of these masks, so we can't tell who the killer is at all. And I was just like, bro, you just Perfect. made yourself a fucking spot on Spirit Halloween shop, you know what I mean, for decades to come. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't see mm-hmm. a, a John Carpenter mask next year at the fucking Spirit, I mean, come on now, guys, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah, you basically that, that just has, made to, be, that has yeah. to be a thing. And it's such an easy costume to do for people. You can put him in a pilgrim outfit with his mask on and an axe. Boom! There you go, brother. That's all you need. So that's the uh, the the the, which is weird though because I think his idea though for the mask was, is like we we ordered all these masks but we can't go out there because of COVID. But I was like, you know what? Like I don't think that actually happened too much in the movie because there still was a parade and everything, and everybody seemed to be wearing the mask. So I think that was one of his original ideas to add the mask in. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so the killer basically, the killer has a agenda, uh, an agenda in this movie where, what a, what what a happened was, was <laughs> that the the security camera footage from the right mark, um, got uh, mysteriously deleted. Okay. So yeah. the only footage they had was from the curly haired jock guy's phone, where of course he made a YouTube video out out of it, and of course it went viral. And the killer was using that as his form of uh, of victims to kill in this movie and who to target. So the the killer in this one was very scream like, where he actually created. Uh, and we'll come back to this at the end. But this killer created a whole Instagram account and of John Carver, okay, and he mm-hmm. added all the kids, okay, that were like the original kids that were all into the uh, the right mark and he tagged them all and uh, uh, he kept tagging them all throughout the movie and of course like he made like a whole dinner table with all their, their names on the dinner table too and, and then tagging them and then every time he would kill a body he would tag the kids into it which is very you know scream very i know what you did last summer very very stuff like that and like we're kind of bringing like mm. the new age how do you feel about that addison too because i want to ask you something really quick so me and you, we watch a lot of '80s films. We do, yeah. and most of the time on the '80s films, when it comes to the 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 killer taunting, the um, mm-hmm. you know, the victims is we're gonna cut the phone line. You know what I mean? Or we're gonna 
We're going to stalk you in your house. We're going to cut the phone line. How do you feel nowadays about the whole, you know, social media taunting? How do you feel about that, Anderson? Oh, I think it makes sense. I mean, I think that's something you would do if you were that kind of killer. Yeah. I mean, probably not if you were a successful killer that wanted to stay, you know, hidden. But, but yeah, I think that's how you would do it now is you would, you would taunt on social media. Yeah. Like, I know there's ways to hide it, okay? But, you know, they could always still trace, like, the IP addresses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, where... exactly, exactly. So, unless this killer, which... Once we found out who the killer was, it was a little hard for me to believe that this guy was, like... He knew all about Instagram and hiding his IP address and hiding his VPN and having some sort of high f- f- security firewall that he was firewalling stuff and you know what i mean so it was a little well but he had an advantage though that's true that is true because of who he is maybe he did know who how to do all that stuff that's true well kind of well no i'm not saying he knew how to do all that stuff but like him not being found out makes sense because of who he turned out to be yeah you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I can't say anything more without spoiling it. I, I mean, we're going to spoil it anyway, but, um, you know, I can't say anything more without spoiling it right now. But, but because of who he was, him not being caught that early makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because it would be so easy. I mean, you would essentially, if you wanted to be a successful, if you wanted to kill someone successfully, you would need to turn off your phone completely while you were doing it. Yeah. Or not even and have this, it on And this guy own. had multiple, right. And this guy had multiple phones running all the time. Yeah. So, but, um, so, you know, then we get to the killings. Okay. And you talked about that one where he killed the diner shop girl, which, um, I actually, you know, something about her too. The, uh, the, di- the so the diner shop girl was like the girl in the, um, at the beginning uh, at the film in the Black Friday stuff, who really, really wanted her waffle iron. Waffle iron, Kind of yeah. the heavier set woman there that really wanted mm-hmm. a waffle iron. She also works in a diner, too. And that was the first uh, uh, victim of our John Carver uh, killer. And apparently the actress who plays her, she is actually related to the actual John Carpenter descent. She's like one of the, the 14 wow. descents of him. It just so happens to be like that on there which i thought was pretty crazy wow yeah that is interesting yeah um so uh and then so she's the first one that's the one that she basically got killed by splitting her body in between a dumpster with the car yeah she was yeah she was like halfway in a dumpster and then the lid came down and cut her in half yeah well, you know, what I was thinking was, you know, the dumpster, you know, the, the, maybe that particular dumpster had some sort of uh, sharp razor blades, you know what I mean, on the... Yeah, I'm uh, the, sure, the, I'm sure know, it did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm keep, sure the, that was the, keep the homeless out, brother. That, that, that um, dumpster has that to keep yeah. the homeless out. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's what it is. So he puts half of her body on the right mark. Staying on that. And I like how they kind of explained this one, too. It's like, yeah, we saw a guy up there in the Plymouth costume put this body up there. Because they, you know, it was like, how right. the fuck did that thing get up there? And she, so basically, he put half the body up on the right, right mark sign, and then the other half of the body in his little dinner table. Mm-hmm. And then, like exactly. he, then he starts going down one by one. I thought one of the most, like one of the best kills he did was the, uh, the, the. I guess she was like, was she okay? 
Russian? Was the guy Russian or is he German? Ooh, oh, her dad? Yeah, her dad, yeah. Yulia's dad? I don't know. I think he's, I, I couldn't tell, honestly. If, I think I it was tell Russian. If he was Russian or German. But Let's go yeah. with Russian. So she had a Russian dad. They're going to Florida. Like, get on a girl. We're going here to Florida. <laughs> All right? Yeah. And I actually thought this thing was great, where he had, like, they had a special security guard. He's like, hey, you want to eat? He's like, you got to eat. He's like, and the guy's like, hey, are you ever going to remodel this place? And the guy's like, no, not really. <laughs> or, yeah, he's like, then he says something like, when is the remodel going to be finished? He's like, never. Never. <laughs> and then, uh, so then the uh, the carpenter, and the carpenter is not too much different than the original trailer. Um, the only difference is this killer in this movie has the uh, the mask, like the little like paper paper mask that you would find at like Spirit Halloween. Yeah. And uh, he shoots him with like a tranquilizer or a gun. I was it a gun or no? It was a silencer. It had to be a silencer gun. All right. Or was it a tranquilizer? Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell. So, so he goes. I can't up, remember actually. Yeah, he goes up there and he basically kills the cheerleader girl over FaceTime, where she's FaceTiming with her boyfriend and Gabby. Yeah. And he sticks those uh, corn on the cob needles into her eardrums. It's like, oh fuck. Like damn, that was a good. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, yeah, that 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 guy that was a little bit. uh, Yeah, and then he takes uh, her, and then they try to get in there. They try to like get in there and try to save her and stuff, but it doesn't really work out in their favor uh, because our boy who bought uh, uh, one of the jock guys who bought a gun from probably one of our favorite characters, the uh, the the, the rocker guy (laughs) and his son, Uh, McCarty, is that his name? Yeah, like Um, McCarty, yeah. And uh, uh, he, bro, that line with the Black Sabbath was great. <laughs> yeah, that guy was just standing up and clapping. Like, yeah, that yeah. was perfect. The Black Sabbath thing was perfect. Yeah, so basically what happened was that this, there's this like uh, kind of like rocker guy. And he was trying to do like a party and get these kids to come to his like Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving party. I guess yeah, he's kind of yeah. like um, Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused. Yes. Not Dazed and Confused. Or is it Dazed and Confused? I believe it is Dazed and Confused, yeah. The one... Uh, yeah, it's like an older character. Yeah, he it is brings Dazed the and weed. Confused, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he brings, brings like, the weed. weed. Yeah, and he's kind of like yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to get all these <laughs> and kids they... and sell them beer and like get some money out of them, I guess. <laughs> All right. And then the kid and his three yeah. kids show up and they're they're talking about how he want they want to know if his if his uh party is uh worth it or they've heard that it's not as good as it used to be or something like yeah. that. And then he tries to explain to them that like, you know, one time Black Sabbath had Ozzy Osbourne as a singer and then they fired Ozzy and they nobody thought the world it would ever be the same. And then they got Ronnie James Dio and it was yeah. just as good as it was before. And then the kids are like, who's Black Sabbath? And then he's like, get the fuck get off the my fuck, property. Get the fuck out of here, brother. <laughs> For the retro blood, we salute this guy. Because that we is true. Do. Get the fuck out of here, brother. And he had a Halloween back patch. Yes. So he sells the dude a gun. You know what I mean? To help him protect mm-hmm. him and stuff. And our, but the problem is our boy... What is this guy's name? Uh, Scuba. Yeah, Scuba. That's right. Yeah. Our boy Scuba... He forgot to do the safety on there. Okay. So he doesn't do that. And he, the, the, the killer basically ends up killing the cheerleader girl. Kind of like cutting her out with the guts all out. All mm. right. And then uh, we, 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 we start moving on. Oh, on that table saw. 
Yeah, the table yeah. saw scene. Yeah, that was ripped her awesome. Off. Yeah, it was like cutting her hand. Like she cut her hands on it at first, and then she's like all like gutted with the table saw. That was fucking great. Yeah. So the big thing too here is we also see that Gabby's dad. You know, he was going to do a commercial shoot, but his um, his cabin got ruined by people. And he they, at the time they just thought it was like some people that were protesting because you know a lot of the town kind of like was giving him some shit for making people work on Thanksgiving. That's why this tragedy happened because he was like being greedy and wanted to keep, you know, open. So this movie did have like a overall theme of uh, greedy corporate retail America in a way. And yeah. uh, so the big thing is this killer, like he's like, you know, targeting different people from the, from the videotape and Gabby, she is trying to figure out who this killer might be. So she actually starts suspecting both of her boys, her boy boyfriends. And she actually has some tape that her, that got, actually got loaded up into her dad's uh, computer that, that didn't get erased. Okay. So they erased mm-hmm. the one from the store, but they didn't erase the one from the laptop. And she brings it to the, the to the sheriff, and he they, she shows the sheriff this whole tape of all the people in the uh, the right mark and stuff and who it could be. And they start really heavily focusing on the the boyfriend Ryan because he knew the security guard at the time. Okay. Yeah. So we're you know very scream like where we we're have we have like multiple people who could eventually who could probably be the killer. You know. So we're doing the whole mystery angle on here. And, you know, so we have the big fight between both the boyfriends. So they're out of the uh, the parade. So that kind of, like, gets them off screen. And the big thing is the sheriff says, okay, the way we, we know this killer is coming after you guys. Because he's, he's, he has, like, a, a, a list. Kind of, He doesn't really have a list that he, that he put out there. But they, they can tell by his pattern he's going after a lot of the main, a lot of the main characters from this Black Friday um, murder that happened. So the yeah. police plan to still have the parade, still do the parade. So they're going to do the parade, but then they're going to have a part of the parade where the whole Gabby family comes back to the warehouse. And they're going to be all alone, but there's going to be cops over there. So the killer shows up. He's going to think they're all alone. And then the cops will swoop in and, and take him. So we're going to do like a little stakeout. So we do the parade scene, which is pretty cool. So first we see like a little protesters. You know, because they're protesting yeah. um, the Black Friday thing that was run by the Mitch. Of course, his wife died during the 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 Black Friday thing, so we tried to protest. So, because we're, we're, you know, like I liked how like he was doing this. He was making it where like it could be multiple people being the killers. So, mm-hmm. and they all have uh, relative ex- uh, uh, excuse doing it. Uh, so we're doing that, and then eventually the killer shows up, but he's in a clown costume, like we talked about earlier, and he killed. The, the 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 turkey mascot guy and then he went and he um he 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 went to the uh, police car that Gabby and her family was in and he smoked bottom and he took him on out of there and this mm-hmm. is actually when yep. we get the uh probably I probably say like the most craziest sequence of this movie is the whole uh mother or mother in law the wife or the mother in law. Uh, being cooked in in the uh, the oven, and how they build up to this, I thought that was pretty crazy. So they saw her like we first. The killer thinks she's still passed out from the whole tranquilizer because he shot him with all three of them with tranquilizers, and yeah. he's like putting like was it like butter on her? 
he's putting like salt on her, like pepper on her. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, very like. Yeah, so because he's gonna, yeah. he needs a season. He got a season, her, brother. And she kind of knows what's going on because she woke up. So she gets out of there. She hides. We have this suspenseful sequence of her trying to find her, and you think she's gonna get away. All right, and then she doesn't because she she almost gets, she gets out of the door and everything is running, but then he takes a pitchfork and fucking pitchforks her in the back. Very uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, I should say. Yeah, which is actually another movie. He actually took some uh, inspired inspiration from as well too. And this is when he puts her in the oven, and boy, that shit's fucking. That shit, you know, that scene needed to happen, but that scene was crazy with her getting baked up and everything. And then of course he. Yeah. He serves her, and he does a live stream of serving her to the family. And I thought this one was actually pretty creative too, Allison, where she, where they, he put like the phone, like in a warehouse, live streaming the video. You know what I mean? Like a like a screen. So that that was pretty yeah. clever for like new age like temp. It's like a it's like a it's like a new age uh, uh, killer um, trick, which I thought was pretty clever. So. And then, of course, we get the whole uh, dinner scene, which you had to do because you know this this is like probably like a must in the film. Like it's very yeah, you Texas. It's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre in a way. You know what I mean? You have all the the, the family tied up. You know what I mean? They he unreels the uh, the 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 wife or the mother in law uh, being uh, cooked up. Her head's gone and stuff. Her head's on the table. Her body's on the table. You know, we're doing some campy lines like, you know, no leftovers or <clears throat> it's very tasty. Um, he he goes into the cheerleader's neck and pours out some blood for like wine and stuff. I thought that part was pretty crazy, too. And, uh, you know, he's talking over and there's another Facebook thing happening. So it's like two live streams at the same time going on. <clears throat> and he's cutting up to her thigh. But I, I don't know why I thought that was really nasty. Even though the girl's already dead, she's already cooked, and then he starts like cutting her thigh and he's gonna serve it to the fucking um he's gonna serve it to the uh the dad. Well uh, Thomas Wright. Yeah, it's gross. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be nasty, right? It's, yeah. It did its job. So the re- the way that this scene kind of like so now the cops are trying to find it too. They're trying to like pink uh, uh point out where the whole um signal's coming from at this time. And uh, so they try to, so Gabby actually gets away first because there's a ring that uh, Mitch actually gives to her, and he, uh, not, not not Mitch, but the uh, the 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 rocker guy, he gives her like this lucky ring that has a knife on it, and that's how she cuts out of the rope. So she gets her, she gets her out, she gets Gabby out, and then they uh, they fight a little bit with the killer, and that's how they actually escape. And then Gabby, I, this part was a little weird to me because I feel like I maybe you can cl- clue something in here on Allison. So they're they're fighting. They realize that they're in the the Pilgrim House that was supposed to be for the uh, the commercial that the that the um, that the rights were trying to film. Okay, but it got destroyed. Okay, yeah. And the killer it, he pushes down Scrubs right, and then he goes goes to run and get after Gabby, but Gabby escapes because she gets out of the fence. Okay. Right. And then we have a cut. And then basically the cut was Gabby running to like, I don't know where she was running from, like a warehouse or something. There's a random warehouse that she was going to. And this is when she sees the sheriff on the floor. And it was 
already, you know, said here that the police already got to the the house and they released the dad and they got the they got the uh, the, the scrubs guy there too. So there's this whole big gap. So apparently the killer after Gabby escaped, he just like disappeared. Okay. And I guess there's a reason for that, which we'll get to. So now Gabby, she goes into the warehouse, right? And she sees Bobby. Wait, is that is that the very next scene? Yeah. Like it, it, so she it, goes to, into the warehouse. Um, yeah, because and then she sees the sheriff knocked no, out, and they get his gun. No, no, yeah. So yeah, the sheriff is laying on the floor to this random warehouse. Okay. And yeah. I guess it was the warehouse. It was supposed to be the warehouse where they kept all the floats and shit. Okay. She was going back there. Yeah. Yeah. She right. Saw, it is. Yeah. She sees yeah. the Eric. Or she sees the sheriff Eric on the floor. And he said he got knocked out by the killer. And she took his gun and she went into the, to the warehouse. But all she could see was Bobby in the warehouse. So then the sheriff wakes up. She's like, hey, Bobby's there. And I believe he's the killer now because she's just putting two to get two together. But I was just like, okay, well, how the hell did they get from the the the, the commercial storage house all the way to this where all the way to the float warehouse? It just it kind of happened a little fast for me. You know, I thought there should be like something right there in the middle. I, I actually didn't notice that, but yeah. yeah, so it looks like there's something cut out there. Yeah. But um I didn't remember that they were in the, uh, that's where the, I didn't remember that they were in the, the commercial house. Yeah. That's, that's the, the house. Old house the, that, yeah. So that like was the, trashed. Yeah. So the, the house that was trashed made for the commercial is where the killer was, uh, he set up his whole Thanksgiving dinner scene part there. It was in that actual house. Hmm. Okay. So he's using okay. it for his cover because after that commercial place got trashed, the uh, Thomas was just like, I don't want to use this at all. Just like this, the whole thing has been ruined. So they, I thought that they set that up pretty well for this being a house of like, you know, nobody's monitoring. So that's how he got away so with it. So if that's the case, isn't that was just right downtown though, wasn't it? So I mean, the maybe got, the uh, maybe it's close by. Maybe the uh, yeah, maybe it's close by. Yeah, but it's weird though because. Okay, so what we're about to find out, uh, I'll say why it's kind of weird. So, <clears throat> so, so. No, there is something weird about it, but I can't tell you what it is without ruining something. Yeah, well, we'll get there. We're almost there. Yeah. So the sheriff is is saying to 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 Gabby, he's like, hey, you know, yeah, we 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 figured out that it's probably Bobby being the killer. Uh, don't worry about it. We got your dad. He's a little, you know, we got your dad. We picked up uh, a scrubs from the from the uh, from that cabin. He's a little out of it. They're both pretty out of it. But um, if you can like wait here, I'm going to go search for Bobby and stuff. Okay. And then Gabby, she starts cleaning off her foot a little bit. She knows that she has some, uh, uh, you know, what do you call that? Pollen? Kind of like a little pollen on her, on her, sh- on her shoes and stuff. Uh, you know, it's like these little flowers. They're not flowers, but um, what do you call those little things? It's not pollen, but it's like, they're like little seed pods. Yeah. And they attach to things, and then they have little tufts at the top to make them float on the wind. Yeah, on the air. So like, and they attach to. Yeah, they attach to things so that they will carry the seeds somewhere else. But anyway, they're she sees that they're on, they're attached to her, her uh, legs. Yeah, and she got them when she was escaping from the house. Exactly, and she also knows that Bobby's. They say it's Bobby's phone. That was the phone that was used inside the commercial place. Was on the table too. 
All right, mm-hmm. so they have that there as well. And then right before the sheriff leaves, she kind of looks down and she notices on the sheriff's foot has the same type of flower seed on there as well, too. And she starts being like, well, wait a minute, you know. It's basically like, you know, the scream moment. It's like, oh, wait a minute. And then, of course, the sheriff is like, looking at her weird. Like, is everything okay with you? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, he's about to leave, but then he looks down. He's like, he's like, if only it was a second yeah. earlier, I would have got you on that fucking gate. And she's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, what? Does she, doesn't, yeah. he say, doesn't he say, yeah. well, he's like, if you'd only been stuck on that fence a second or two longer. Yeah, I would have got you. And then she closes the door. So now we figure out that the killer this whole time was Sheriff, Sheriff Eric Newland. All right. And he does his Scooby-Doo moment where he tells us why he was killing everybody. Okay. Which I thought was good. Okay. Yeah. So basically what it was, was he was the, he, he was basically sleeping around with Mitch Collins's <laughs> wife, Amanda Collins. So, because at the beginning of the film, we saw, um, you know, Sheriff Eric come in, you know, say the Happy Thanksgiving uh, to the to, to Amanda at the front door, and they all came in and they were celebrating Thanksgiving all together, like they were good friends. And of course, Mitch, that's when he had to go to work and stuff. So he was saying that he was actually having an affair with Amanda the whole time. And he was going to have a kid with her until you kids came in there and ruined everything and she got killed. So you killed my family on Thanksgiving. So I'm killing all of you on Thanksgiving. Yeah, because apparently she was pregnant. She was going to have the sheriff's baby. Yes. And she was going to leave Mitch and everything. They were going to start a life, but they these bastard kids in their Black Friday sales killed everybody. So then we get the whole chase scene, fighting, fighting, fighting over. So the only thing I'm confused about is this, Allison. So yeah. the, well, let's go back to the gate scene where she gets out, out of the house and she gets caught in the gate and she leaves. And then the killer sees her and he just wanders away. So basically what, so in the between of her running to the storage unit, the killer somehow grabbed Bobby or had Bobby with him put him in the sheriff car, drove him all the way to this warehouse. But the thing is, when he got to the warehouse, Bobby escaped and he got out and he knocked down the sheriff. That's why the sheriff was out on the floor and he got into the warehouse. Because what what the sheriff's plan was, he was going to use Bobby and Bobby's phone, apparently, to frame him and him being the John Carpenter killer. And he was, they're going to blame everything on Bobby being the whole killer the whole time when it was secretly the, the sheriff. So, so that was just really quick. Like he did all that when she was just running down right. the forest, I guess. Right. Like it would made more sense if there was another scene where she went somewhere else first. Yes, exactly. And so then, that, and then showed up there and found the sheriff knocked out on the ground. Yeah. Cause there's no, yeah. Cause it doesn't make any sense how the sheriff would be able to, Get there, get knocked, get Bobby, get knocked out for all that to happen all at one time. Plus, why would uh, none of that scene makes any sense? Because why would Bobby, well, because it was booked that way, that's why it happened. But, like, why would Bobby just run into the warehouse instead of, you know, you got to run somewhere to hide? He's probably running in there to hide. Well, maybe you're right. You're probably right. 
So they start fighting a little bit. Everything. Um, a man, a Gabby's plan is to uh, blow up a turkey. Okay, with some helium. You know what I mean? Yeah. While she's getting attacked, <clears throat> and she's about to get struck by the sheriff, but then of course Bobby comes in there, and uh, they they run. We have this whole chase scene. They eventually get onto Bobby's uh, uh, truck. His little like uh, um. He's kind of like a tow truck driver. All right, they get onto his truck. The uh, the the hook gets uh, attached. We see the killer coming up in a really cool moment. He's like, because the car got stuck on the little hook, he's about to come up there and chop him. But then she uh, she shoots him. She says, just like he does, there will be no leftovers next Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. So she blows up the place, the warehouse. We get the next scene. Cops was like, we can't find the body because, you know, Elon Roth is trying to make this into a franchise, which he did say that he's yeah. trying to do that. Absolutely. Got to get Thanksgiving, too. Yeah. So they can't find that body. And um, then now, yeah, that's about it, pretty much. And then they uh, they go on their merry ways for another year, unless we get Thanksgiving, too. We will. And then we'll get Thanksgiving 3, which will have nothing to do with Thanksgiving 2. He'll have no John Carver in it, but then they'll go back before. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Like, if they did that, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Even though, even though I heard Eli Roth, he's more of a uh, Friday the 13th fan. So maybe we'll get a yeah, little more yes. cocaine in our movies. You know what I mean? Maybe. But yeah. Maybe we'll get a little bit more na- uh, naked skinny dipping and cocaine in our movies uh, as they go. Okay. But yeah, that's something that. sorely missed from movies these days. Naked, skinny dipping, and cocaine. We need yeah. way more of that. Yeah, come on now, brother. Let's do it. But uh, yeah, that... fentanyl and no naked. What do you now. What do you think it would be? It can't just be Thanksgiving too, right? It has to be Thanksgiving too. You forgot the cranberry sauce. You know what I mean? Something's fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No ham. No yeah, ham. True. This Thanksgiving, brother. Always turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's too long. That's yeah. too long. Uh, so. Um, I don't uh, know. I have to think of something. Thanksgiving three. Thanksgiving. The gravy is on us. It's on us. <laughs> and then like, and then like, <laughs> and then like Thanksgiving three. It, what it could be about, okay, is there's a uh, there's a German uh, 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 stuffing owner, okay. And he is yeah. releasing the the stuffing out to all the kids for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> he has a commercial right. for him and everything. And this stuffing is actually made from pieces of uh, a Stonehenge. Okay, and how the kids eat them, they turn into <laughs> monsters, brother. <laughs> oh, if they made Thanksgiving three the return of Cochrane, brother, let's do it. Return of Cochrane. All right, that would be great. If He's like, I failed. Cochran's like, Cochran back yeah. Thanksgiving three. Cochran's like, I failed on things. I failed on Halloween, but what about Thanksgiving, brother? I will succeed this time. I will succeed, <laughs> unless you damn kids come after me. <laughs> 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 oh, that'd be fucking fantastic. So, but yeah, everybody, that's been the uh, the lights out. Thanks for joining us for your Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hope you're all having some good turkey out there, some cranberry sauce, some. Stuffing, some mashed potatoes, some deviled eggs, yeah, some he, beer, some bread, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, some candy yeah. yams, brother. Mm. I'll be all cooking this while you're listening to me and Allison talk all about Eli Ross Thanksgiving. I love this movie. I thought it was great, and I hope they do yeah, one fantastic. every year. 
You know what I mean? And just make it like, just make it more cheesier as years go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why not? And we could do it. We could do a special on it every year, yeah. just like we did this one. So like you know, like the first one could be serious and everything. You know what I mean? But then once we get to number four, no rules. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you know what they should have. They should have the like foreign group come back. They should have well. They should have like a uh, Mitch. You know what I mean? Be like the fucking uh, yeah. Like they should have like one survivor, right? Okay, how about in Thanksgiving too, right? <laughs> they have like one survivor, all right, who will come yeah. back in, in Thanksgiving four and just be batshit crazy yeah. like Donald Pleasance. It's like he's back, <laughs> brother. John Carpenter's back, and they're like, "Who the fuck is John, brother? He's back. I shot him four times." I can't do six times because that was from Halloween, but I got him four times. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, who's that? Maybe that kid over there is the descendant of the sheriff that was killed inside the room of Amanda. They saved her. Oh, there you go, brother. They saved the baby within Amanda. Okay? Oh. That, that, what, brother, brother, that's where it's going. Okay, check this out. Writes they, itself. Brother, it writes itself. <laughs> guys, uh, guys, Sheriff Eric's kid is still alive. Okay? Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the fetus inside Amanda was already at the stage where it could be the birth. And when she died, mm. they had a, they, they had a, uh, you know, what do you call that? An emergency, you know, get, get the baby out. And so the baby's yeah. okay. It's been in a cryo chamber this whole time. All right, mm-hmm. and then the baby gets adopted by a family, right? But the baby has magic powers where she can have a link to the killer. And we don't know if Sheriff Peter, a.k.a. John Carpenter, is dead or not, but they have a psychic connection with each other. And the whole time is the killer, John Carpenter, is trying to kill a bunch of the town to get to his kid, okay? But before he yeah. can do... The the kids and everybody kill John Carpenter and the baby's okay and then we have the kid at the end of the film kill one of the parents and now she's the baddie of the franchise, huh? There you go, brother. Yeah, let's just rip off all the Halloween's and Jason films. Let's just do it (laughs) all in one movie. (laughs) All in one movie, bro. Just lift them all off. Okay, (laughs) I say let's do it. But everybody, uh, uh, join perfect. perfect. All right. But everybody, if y'all like this, join us this Sunday for the Retro Blood as myself and Allison come back to the 80s and we finish up our Werewolf Month, which has been a very interesting Mm. month, very, very dynamic, different movies. I think this is like one of the most Mm. dynamic months we have ever done of like just like different movie styles. But come join us as we're talking all about probably one of the most famous werewolf movies of all time, The American Werewolf in London. So that's yes, classic. And of course, on that episode, we will be releasing our December catalog, which, boy, mm-hmm. we got some fucking doozies on this show. It's something this year. <laughs> Bruh, that's going to be, you talk about explorative and like fucking 80s slasher. Brother, we got some shit for you. We got it. So, yeah, we love, we love our Christmas movies. It's going to be great to show everybody. So, join us, everybody. This is a very fun lights out. Hopefully we can do this every year if our boy Eli Roth gets all of them made in time and he actually does like a whole mm-hmm. franchise. That would be super sweet. But everybody, for myself, J.K. Klein, J. Allison, y'all are not going to have any leftovers after this podcast. Nope.
I'm going to eat them all. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I've got plenty to be thankful for. I need this small. I buy them all at the five and ten cent store. Oh, I've got plenty to be thankful for. I used to love this town. Until what happened that night. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I'm tired of pretending like everything is normal and it's not. I want things to go back to normal too. Show some enthusiasm. Thanksgiving is an institution here. Sick holiday game. This is weird. We're all tagged, and our names are at the table. But why us? straight off a Thanksgiving table. I don't want to spend my life looking over my shoulder. We need to stop him. going to be a very happy Thanksgiving. Let's see.